word with you. I think it's a rel relevant word. It's timely. And, um, and I pray that it will speak to our hearts today. Um, so uh, let's look over at, um, I want to look at Matthew 25, verse uh, 13, and then we're going to go into some other scripture. It says, so my disciples always be ready. You don't know the day or the time. And it talks about when the Lord shall return. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for the light that you are to us and, and God, that you have empowered us to be light. And Lord, that there is no need for us to walk in darkness. For your word tells us that the people who have walked in great darkness have seen a great light. We thank you for being the light for us. God, I pray that you will anoint my words, my lips, anoint our ears to hear, Lord, and receive of your truth and word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's go over to Matthew chapter 5. If you have your Bible, we're going to look at verses 13, 14, and 15 says, you are the salt of the earth, but the, if the salt has lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden upon foot of men. Verse 14, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light unto all that are in the house. 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father. Amen. I believe that's, that's a word for us today. We live in a very dark world. You know, it was, it was spoken of by Jesus and it was spoken of a lot by the great apostle Paul that in the last days these times would come upon us. And, and uh, the prophecy says that darkness and gross darkness would cover the earth. But I thank God today for the light. Amen. The light that says we do not have to walk in darkness. But we become light. We become a part of the light. John talks about the light of the world who is Jesus Christ. He says, the light came, and the darkness cannot comprehend it. Isn't that about what's going on today? The light is here. The light has come. Isaiah said, arise and shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. And if we have accepted Christ, if we are believers, the light has come to us. And there is no need for darkness to be a part of our, our light, our life. And um, so we are to walk in the light as he gives us light. And um, I was thinking about the condition of the churches today, of believers today. Over in Revelation, let's take a look over there. Revelation chapter 1, verse 20. It talks about the candlestick. Uh, and talks about the seven churches and the seven candlesticks. And the seven candlesticks represent the seven churches. Let's read that here. Revelation 1 and 20. I'm going to go to part B of it. It says, um, the seven candlesticks which you saw are the seven churches. And then if we go on down to chapter 2, verse 4 and 5, he's talking about one of the churches here. 
the church of Ephesus. Uh, and he says, I know your works and thy patience in verse 2. And uh, then he goes into verse 4 and he says, I have somewhat against you because you've lost your first love. And here is a church that, that the spirit of the Lord is saying, you once knew me, you once walked with me, you once walked in the light, you once were light, but you walked away from your first love. And we can look at the condition of churches and believers today. And I, I was thinking there's a scripture that says, you know, um, keep your oil in your lamp. And without oil in the lamp, the lamp is useless. Let me paraphrase this and say, without oil in the church, there is no light. You can have the building, you can have the program, you can have the people coming, but if there is no oil in the church, there is no light in that church. And that's what He's talking about over here in Revelation chapter 2. He's talking about the churches and the condition. He's talking about believers. You know, we can, uh, I think it was Ezekiel who said that th these women would marry a man, but only in name. And that's what we're seeing today. Churches and believers who say they know him, but they only know his name. They don't know him. They don't walk with him. And there is no light. I, I bought one of the shirts that um, Haley was selling to help raise funds for our, uh, our trip to Branson. And I bought the one that says, salt and light, salt and light, salt and light. And every time I wear that shirt, somebody comes up to me and they, they see that shirt and they say, salt and light? What does that mean? You talk about a powerful tool to testify. And so I, I get the opportunity to share the gospel with them and what it means to be salt and light. And that's what Jesus has called us to be in a wicked world, in a dark world, in a world where they are hopeless. Listen, if you're not carrying the light to them, they may never see it. And, and so um, I, I just want to really encourage us to be the light, to be the light. And, uh, and, and, and to walk in that light. Jesus said, you know, we are, uh, you are the light of the world. Back in Matthew 5 and 14, he says, you are the salt of the earth. And then he says, you're the light of the world. You're that city that is set upon a hill. And he says, Men do not light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light to all who are in the house. And if you are, are lit up for Jesus, your light's going to shine. You're going to be a light to someone out there. And that's what we are called to be. Everybody wants to say, well, I'm called to be a prophet or a prophetess or an apostle or a teacher or this or that or blah, 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 blah. None of that means anything if we're not salt and light. You can be sitting right there in your pew and be one of the most powerful tools of testimony for the gospel because you're a light bearer. You're a light carrier. You don't have to be on a stage somewhere. 
to be someone of influence. Uh, Miles Monroe talked about we are agents of change. And we are. If we have the light in us, if we have the oil in us. We used to sing a song back way back. Give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. Give me oil in my lamp, I pray. Give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. Keep me burning till the break of day. We got to remember it's a night season for a lot of people. You know, we know over in Matthew, Jesus talked about the ten virgins. Five were wise and five were foolish. And we also know that back in the day, um, weddings were held at night. And so when the, when the messenger came and he said, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, first thing they did was grab their lamps, their lights, and they went out into the streets to meet him. And uh, it was dark, so they needed light. The world is in darkness and they need light. And the only way we can be light is if we have oil in our lamps. Without the oil in the lamp, it means nothing. It's just a pretty church. Um, it's just a religious church. You know, you can have the most beautiful church building in the world, but if the oil is not there, if the light is not there, it's powerless and it's useless. You can take a small, humble church, but if the oil is there, there's going to be light. And we become that city that is set upon a hill. Amen? And I, I just really just felt this so stirring in me that we need to pray, Lord, fill my lamp with your oil. What is the oil? Somebody want to tell me? It's the Holy Spirit. We need to be filled up and overflowing with the oil of the Holy Ghost. We know that the Bible has a lot of reference to oil, oil of gladness, oil of healing, you know, but I want the oil of the Holy Ghost because that's what it's going to take to keep me lit up for Jesus. I want to be lit up for him. I want to be that light. I want to be that city on a hill. I don't want my oil to grow dim and, 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 and my heart to get cold like the church in, in uh, Ephesus. Because he said he would come and he would remove the candlestick. And you know what's so sad is sometimes a, a believer or a church can get into such a, a state where they don't even know that the Lord has come and removed their candlestick. May that never happen here at Passageway. May that never happen to you or to me, where we become so cold and so dark, we don't even know that the Holy Spirit has been removed. We got to keep our lamps full of oil. We got to keep that fire of the Holy Ghost burning. We, we have to be the light. I think it's more important now than than ever that we be bright lights set upon a hill. I'll tell you one thing about wearing that shirt. It makes me behave myself. I remember putting it on yesterday morning, and I thought, I got to watch my attitude wherever I go because I'm, I'm, I'm a walking testimony with this shirt on. And sure enough, Mom and I went to Belks, and a and, uh, cute little girl was checking me out, sweet as she could be. She looked at my shirt and she said, salt and light, what does that mean? 
I was like, thank you, Jesus. I didn't lose my cool in the store. <laughs> you know, went to the grocery store last week. I had it on and I was, I was tired. It was at the end of the day. I was on my way home from work and I stopped in just kind of tired. It was, there was seemed like every, every checkout was long. I was just trying to get out of there. But thank you, Jesus. I didn't lose it. I stayed calm. And I got to, to the counter to check out. And she's like, oil, uh, salt and light? What does that mean? And so I was like, thank you, Lord. I didn't, I didn't lose my temper or say something mean or hateful. You know, and, and we need to be walking around like we got a big banner on us that says salt and light. It'll keep us in check. You know, it will keep us in check. And, and, and we have to remember we are ambassadors for Christ. We have to act like he would act in our situation. I know y'all are serving people in a restaurant, and I know you get some cranky ones. I just want to encourage you, just be Jesus to them. You know, be his light, be his witness. And, and to all of us who, whether we're going into a grocery store or going to work or around other people, remember we are light. And that ought to, that ought to make us rejoice, amen? We're, somebody's watching us. I saw a cute little video on um, Instagram. Uh, you won't see me as much on Facebook because I kind of like to go to Instagram and I'm not caught up in it, you know. And But I saw this cute little video and it was uh, somebody had, had captured all these little uh, videos of little kids imitating their fathers or their mothers. And the first one started out this little, it was a little grandma, obviously. She was in a bathrobe, and she had a little two-year-old following her. And, and grandma's just walking like this. And a little bitty girl behind her is walking. She's got her little bathrobe, and she's walking just like grandma. <laughs> and then there was this one cute little one. Um, the mom was obviously about seven, eight months pregnant, and she's walking like this. And a little boy, about two or three, is following her, and he's going like this, trying to poke out his stomach, you know. And there, so there were several uh, of those uh, little kids walking like the, the parent or the grandmother. Really cute. But it just goes to show us somebody is watching us, whether it's our children, grandchildren, whether it's people out in the marketplace. And so don't you want to be the re best representative of Christ that you can be? You know, um, Sister Jo is our greeter. If you haven't seen her on our Facebook page, you're doing a great job, Haley, doing spotlights of different ones here. But she was our um, spotlight this week. And when you walk in the door and she sees you, you, you know you're going to be greeted with a smile. And, and, you know, I know sometimes we don't feel like smiling. Uh, we all have battles that we fight. We all have things that we deal with. We struggle. Don't we struggle, Sandy? <laughs> uh, sometimes it seems like every day we come to work, there's some battle going on. But, you know, it doesn't mean we still shouldn't be like Christ. And we need to check our attitude. And, and we need to be um, that example. We need to be that light. Because I have to remember, um, even though I work, I do work for um, Steve, 
he lets me work out of the office here. And a lot of times these guys that work for him will come by here to either do paperwork or pick up a check. And I have to remember when I'm talking to them on the phone, they're gonna be gonna come to our church and they're gonna see that I'm part of a church, of, uh, of a, uh, a place of faith. And if I get ugly with them on the phone, I'm going to be a really poor example to them of, of our church, but mostly, importantly, of Jesus. So, you know, we have to be light. We can't justify or excuse our bad behavior. I mean, we can say, well, it's been a rough day, and I know we have those days. And I'm talking, I'm preaching to myself, too, here, so don't think it's about anybody else. Sometimes God deals with us first, doesn't he, before we can ever share with anyone else. And he has been speaking to me through that shirt. So thank you, Haley, for that. And just reminding me, when I'm out there, people are watching, they're listening, and they're seeing, especially if I have that shirt on. <laughs> and so we want to be light, you know, and the only way we can be light is stay filled with the oil. Stay full of the Holy Ghost. Walk in the Holy Ghost. Walk in the Holy Spirit. You know, it is accessible to us all. Uh, Jesus made a way. He said, I'm going away so that the Comforter can come to you. See, when the Holy Spirit came, he came to empower us to get above the bad attitudes, to get above the struggles, to get above the, the uh, bad days that we have. He came to empower us to be what? Witnesses. Amen? We are to be witnesses. And the, and the only way we can be effective witnesses is through the Holy Ghost. So Jesus said, look, I, I'd love to stay with you, but I have to go away so the comforter can come because you are going to need that power, that deutimous power to live a life that you can't live in the flesh. No matter how good you try to be, you can't ever be good enough or powerful enough without the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Spirit. He's the oil in my lamp. He's the oil in this church. Amen. He is the light of the world. He is a reflection of Jesus Christ. And so I just encourage you today, to be the light. Be the light. Amen. Be empowered from on high. People are watching you. You never know what your presence uh, might influence someone. Somebody may be on the verge of suicide and you walk by and they see your light. They hear love in your voice. They hear hope. They feel peace because you came by with light. Amen. So be the light, church. We are the light. We are that city that is set upon a hill. And we can't be quenched. The only way our light can be hidden is if we let the light go out, the oil go out. So remember that little song, give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. Amen. And just make that a daily prayer, not just something you pray when you come to church, you know, and we need a, a fill up of the Holy Ghost, which we do. 
but it should be something we pray every morning. Lord, fill me up with the oil of the Holy Ghost that I can be an effective witness for you. Because, Lord, sometimes my mouth wants to get me in trouble. Sometimes my attitude wants to pop back at somebody. And Lord knows we're going to have those days, those trials. And, and I got to tell you, sometimes I fail. But if I make it my daily prayer, Lord, fill me with the Holy Ghost today to teach me how to respond, to show me how to be the light. The world doesn't need more darkness. It doesn't need more hate. It doesn't need more confusion. It needs hope and peace and love and light. And we are that light. Amen. Amen.